You're now tuned into the Coffee Black Show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Coffee Black Show. This is your host, R-E-G-G-I-E, and I be on this here, M-I-C. How is everybody doing? Is everybody doing all right? Is everybody doing okay? Hey, man. (laughs) Oh, man, I am so sick and tired of all this election stuff, man. I, I really am. I'm I'm done, y'all. I'm done. That's why um yesterday my son and I went and early voted went got it out of the way. I'm done, man. I because we are living in some dangerous crazy times, y'all. And what I'm about to tell you and play for you reminds me of history. See, if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. And this reminds me of something that happened in history during Reconstruction, after slavery, after the Civil War, during the Reconstruction era, when black people were giving were given a chance to vote. Which is weird. It's funny. They, we were given a chance to vote, but we had to vote a certain way. We were told who to vote for during the Reconstruction period. And how we lost that ability to vote, I have no idea. Well, I do. If we go back and, and look through history, we will see. You know what? I never knew um, growing up this this has nothing to do with what the, what I'm about to talk about, okay? So, <laughs> bear with me. Growing up, I used to love the street sweeper. I used to want to be a street sweeper driver. But, here I am, sitting here, trying to record this podcast. And the street sweeper is right outside my window. Right outside my house. This sucker is loud and noisy. I don't. I didn't. I never. I don't know if you guys can hear it. Can you hear it? I never recalled the street sweeper being so freaking not loud and noisy. Never. All right. Here we go. Here we go. People. Remember, don't be like me. If you have multiple devices and you have them with you and you're recording a podcast, please put them on silence. Put them on airplane mode. Turn them off. Put them in another room. Whatever you got to do. Do not have your device going off like mine. And I'm going to turn it on airplane mode for the moment. So we can talk about some stuff, okay? Now, here's the thing. Getting back to the subject of um, politics and all this stuff. During Reconstruction, 
the Democratic Party was in control of most of the South. And they wanted to keep that control. So for a time period, right after um, the Civil War and Reconstruction was happening, blacks were able to vote. But they had to be of a certain age and male. Y'all heard me? A certain age and male. When they went to the polls to cast their vote. Now, mind you, they couldn't read. Back then, they used to take polls by... Um, they were given... A, a rock or a stick or something and, and it was painted it was painted red or blue the red shirt party also became the democratic party but the red shirt party back then stood outside the polls and gave them the object that was painted with the color on it and when they went inside they dropped the object inside a box and that's how elections were done back then didn't have the fancy machines that we got now and all this stuff that's how the election was done back then. And that's how the candidate that's and here's the thing. There was also a time where they didn't hand them specifically the um the colored object, but the colored object was on the table and you picked it up. Now, if you were a black male and you were seen picking up the blue object, you were pulled out of line and beaten. Some were hanged. Why? That was intimidation. To keep everybody in line who vote, who were going to vote this is how you're going to vote or we're going to kill you or we're going to beat you this was done by the red shirt party which later became the democratic party me myself and I I am not a democrat I am not a republican I don't believe in either one of their philosophies but when I vote I do vote for who I feel is the best candidate now what I'm gonna what I'm gonna play you reminds me of the reconstruction period when the first time in this country black American males were allowed to vote now, mind you, we ain't, we ain't talking about the women. 
because women didn't get the right to vote. Women did not get the right to vote until the 1920s, doing the, um, you know, that that whole um, feminist revolution, this whole female freedom thing. Now, I admit, I may be making some mistakes on some stuff. We all do. I'm just going off of memory. But hey, if you don't believe what I'm saying, all you have to do is go look it up for yourself. And a lot of times, that's what I prefer you to do, to go and read it and look it up for yourself. Don't just take my word for it. That's what any and everybody, go and read and do your research for yourself. Because... You read and do your research and, and read for your understanding, okay? For yourself. Don't just take anybody's word for it. That's the problem with social media and all this because we would jump on something that somebody says and we'll run with it. And then instead of going, looking up the information, come back and find out, oh, they were wrong. And then we got egg on our face. But, you know, take the gist of what I'm saying and go look it up for yourself. Is right there in history books. It's right there in history. Go look it up. That's all you have to do. But we're gonna we're gonna play this little excerpt from the news in Florida, and then I'm gonna, we're gonna compare it to the uh, Reconstruction period of America, the voting, and during the Reconstruction period of America. Okay, so um, yeah. Hold on. Put your hands up if you love pumpkin spice donuts and the coffee black show. Talk to you about the letter that she sent to employees regarding the election. 
George Daniels declined to be interviewed on camera, but told me, I have been doing this for years. I have an obligation to let workers know what could happen based on the outcome of an election. They certainly should vote for the candidate they want. It's not against the law for business owners to talk politics with their employees, but some Daniels manufacturing workers tell us this letter went a step too far. In Orange County, Greg Fox, West 2 News. Okay, okay, I want to thank um, Earthquake, the comedian Earthquake, for posting that and sharing that post. Um, is that voter intimidation or what? Is that voter intimidation or what? Again, is that voter intimidation or what? I, I, I kind of like how the, the president of the company said, hey, I have an obligation to tell my workers, you know, the outcome, the outcome of an election could affect their job. Really? Because no matter how the economy goes, it's going to affect their job. If this pandemic, if this pandemic gets any worse, it's going to affect their job. But I don't hear you telling them that. I hear you telling them that basically, if you don't go and vote for Trump in the Republican Party, y'all might be out, be out of a job. So. Again, is that voter intimidation or what? The same type of thing that happened during Reconstruction after the Civil War, during the election. Voter intimidation. But this time, this time, they're not um, targeting just one specific race. They're charging, they're, they're targeting everybody at their place of employment basically you kind of telling me who to go vote for you're telling me I don't have I'm not capable of having a thought I'm not capable of of choosing a person that is right for the job basically you're telling me to go and vote for Trump. And I, I trip out on all this because I talked to my brother who's a huge Trump supporter, a huge Republican Party supporter. In his eyes, the Republican Party really don't do anything wrong. And I know he's going to say, like a lot of other people are going to say, well, you know, we're not responsible for what that one person did. Really? 
So you want to re, re, label everybody who's a Democrat an evil person. I don't get that. I don't get it. I don't understand it. That's like every, like that old stereotype. All black people like watermelon. Well, my wife is black. She don't like watermelon. But I'm black. I love watermelon. I mean, you know? All black people love collard greens. I don't know about that one, man. That's a tough one. Because <laughs> just about every black person I know love collard greens. Hold on. Listen to what I said. Just about every black person I know. Just about. So that means there's some black people out there that don't like collard greens that I know. See, we we got to be careful in what we say. I've been the type of person, I listen very closely to what people say. That's why a lot of times I say people are full of crap. Yeah, they are. Because I listen closely to what you say. And guess what? I'm guilty of of, of doing the same thing too. So I have to say, look at myself and say, yeah, I'm full of crap. And I am. I am. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm having um, lunch. I know y'all can probably hear it. You're not supposed to eat and record. And and I've been doing that. <laughs> That's one of the first etiquettes I learned about podcasting. But I've been doing it. But anyway, getting back to this, man. Yeah, on a serious note. Doesn't that sound like history repeating itself? Doesn't that sound like some of the same stuff that was going on during the Reconstruction period after the Civil War? Doesn't it? And like I said, I came across, it's like this, I came across the, um, I came across the post, the Instagram post, and time I, I, I listened to it and saw it, watched the video and listened to it, the first thing came to mind was the Reconstruction period during, well, you know, the Reconstruction period in America. See, as a kid, as a, as, as, as a kid growing up, being the only child, in the house not the only child but in the house um with my parents who were much older and with my father the way he was not wanting me to have it not allowing me to go anywhere experience anything or have any friends really um, I spent a lot of time watching the news 
and reading. My mom had the encyclopedias. She also had a set of black history books, which was known as the Black Encyclopedia. It was like three of them, really thick books. It went from it went from being brought here as slaves to some of the accomplishment and achievements we have made throughout history for this country. And we still don't get the recognition unless we are a rapper or a singer, an actor or an athlete. That's it. More young kids know who Michael Jordan is and don't know about Marcus Garvey. More young kids know who LeBron James is and don't know about Malcolm X. More young kids know who Michael Jackson is and don't really know about Martin Luther King. Well, I take that back because they probably know who Martin Luther King is because that's what they teach in, in, in school. Um, February, during the month of February, they're teaching, yeah, Martin Luther King fought for civil rights. They don't know who H. Rap Brown is. Stokely Carmichael. Because they're not being taught that in school. But anyway. Getting back to this repeating history. Is it history re repeating itself? Is it? See, because we never learn. We don't know. Our history. We don't know the history. We don't know. The history and what went on. In this country. Why? Because we're too busy. They got us distracted. With the latest dance the latest songs, the latest TV show, the latest phone, the latest pair of Yeezys. Could be, we could be the most powerful economic source here in America because if you look at it our, our, our forefathers didn't have that ability because they were slaves 
And then after they were slaves, they had nothing. Were given nothing, but were told if you work hard, you can have this. Hell, we've been working hard all our lives. We were we, we were building this country. We were slaves. We were working hard all our lives. So we were working hard, but we still haven't gotten anything. But yet still, I see many other races in this country who really didn't work hard and have everything. Then I look at my Native American brothers and sisters. Yes, I'm part Native American. We were we were raped and pillaged. But anyway, I digress. We're getting off the subject. Let's get back on to to this to this intimidation. I don't care how you look at it, what you call it. That's nothing but pure D, straight up intimidation. If you don't go vote for Trump and the Republican Party, you might as well kiss your job goodbye. In so many words, that's what you're saying. That is what you're saying. And how many times are we going to keep falling for this? So here's the thing. Here's the thing, people. Here is the thing. That job is that important to you. I understand your family got to eat. I understand there's bills need to be paid. I understand all this. But it's time for a revolution. It's time to stand up and stop sitting back and working for other people, making them rich. It started take control of our own and start to is time now to start building our own because every state in the union except for three I believe is a right to a will to work state which means you could be fired at any time for any reason just like you can quit a job that's why it's a will to work because you can quit a job for any time at any time you want for any reason and you don't have to give that reason to the employer so they can fire you on the other opposite end they can fire you for any reason at any time it's a stupid law and a stupid loophole but It is the law, and it's time to say, forget the law, and go start something of our own. Why can't, see, we, the thing is, here in America, we've become status quo people. You got to have a certain job in order to be accepted in this society. You got to be making X amount of money. You got to wear this, this type of clothing. You have to. And you know what? I noticed that that's, but that's among the poor people. The poor and underclass people who are constantly trying to keep up with everybody else that look like everybody. 
But you notice the, the the elite people, the ones that are on top, the ones who are really making money, they're not they're not trying to be trying to look like they got money. They're trying to look like poor people. For years, people talk about Bill Gates, and they're trying to to um, kill off the population and all this. I don't really get into all that. But here's the thing. I look at Bill Gates. Bill Gates was one of the richest men in in America. Bill Gates, every time I I saw a, a picture of him with a vehicle, it wasn't a a, a Mercedes. It wasn't a, a Bentley. It wasn't a, a Porsche. Porsche. It wasn't a Ferrari. You know what it was? It was a dirty old <laughs> Ford Explorer. It looked like nothing. This was back in the day, back back in, way back in the day, and, and every time I saw him with the vehicle, it was a it was that that same old Explorer. Didn't have you know the fancy rims and all that stuff. It was just regular old explore that's what that's what I'm saying man especially in the black community we get a little bit of money we gotta flaunt it we wanna fake it till we make it no why we gotta fake it cause we continue to fake it you know I'm I'm looking at an interview with um, Chad Johnson Chad Ocosinco Ocho Cinco <laughs> um Chad Johnson they were talking about um, and he was talking about how he lived modestly because he faked it you know the guy was talking about yeah you had all the gold chains and the Rolexes he said that stuff was fake it was fake it was an image that I wanted you guys the media to latch onto and put out there as me being this but really all along I was being this I was talking me and my wife had a conversation last night and we were talking in, about this um, the economic situation with black America and how we should change our economic situation and, and, and the only reason why we really don't have any power here in America is because our dollars don't matter when our dollars start mattering, then black lives will matter. But until then, black lives don't matter. They really don't. Because we don't have that, you know, that economic empowerment. So we were talking and there was this guy at her job who was getting some money. And he was the first thing came out of his mouth was he going to get some rims. Going to get some rims. For a car. And if that car breaks down. See, here's the thing. You go and invest five, ten thousand dollars in some rims. On a on a car that's 10 years old 
the rims are more worth more than the car. All right, let's say you're going down the street and bam, you get hit, you get side, you get you get T-bone. Your car is total. What you gonna do with the rims? That's five thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars you got on the rims just sitting there. What you gonna do then? Guess what? You still broke. You need another vehicle. Um, you still living in the same little rat hole you was living in before you got the rims. And the rat hole you're living in is an apartment. You don't own. You don't own the apartment. I mean, I've 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 talked about this before, man. I talked about this before. We should we should empower. Go get some property. Go get some land. Start your business so you don't have to worry about if I don't show up on time for work today. Am I gonna get fired or not? Start your own business. We don't think like that. Especially the young ones. Don't think like that. Because they want to get... I, man, I'm so glad. I'm teaching my kids. I taught my kids. Some of them picked up on it. Some of them didn't. But hey, they were taught. And guess what? They were taught. And it may not be... may not happen today. But... On down the line in the future, they're going to see and they're going to. But I know off subject. But it had to be had to be said, man, had to be said. But anyway, getting back to. Is that voter intimidation or what? Voter intimidate man, come on, man, come on, come on. You know that reminds me of back when Obama ran for the first time, and there was a bicycle shop, a local bicycle shop. Everybody used to go to go there get their bikes repaired and stuff, and. I stopped going there even though they had some really nice bikes I stopped going there because basically the guy put up a sign that was that said basically if Obama win we're going to be in economic difficulty and we have to go out of business basically that's what he did after Obama won, he went out of business, closed the bicycle shop down. Then, about a year later, his son opened up in a new location. And I would not go, and I still won't go there. They have some. They have some nice bikes. They have some nice bikes. I would love to go there and buy one of the bikes. But you, you know what? Because of that sign, because he closed down, because Obama won the election, I will not go there. I will not spend one red penny in that shop for anything. And 
when my son was in the market for buying a bicycle, I took him right on to Walmart. He bought a piece of crap from from Walmart that didn't last that long. But I'd rather for him to spend his money on there than to go to that local bicycle shop and get a good bicycle because of that of 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 basically you're closed down because you because Obama won the election. That's like my father. My father, before he passed away, my father could not stand George Bush. Didn't like him with a passion. So, one day I went shopping for my dad. And he was like, yeah, give me some some baked beans and, and, and some more stuff and this, this, and this. I said, yeah, okay. I said, what kind of beans you like? Because I, like I like to get Van Camp and all that. But you know who makes some good beans? Bush. Bush makes some good beans. No, don't you give me no Bush beans. Don't you give me no Bush beans. No. no and the reason why he didn't want Bush beans was because it had the name Bush. <laughs> He disliked George Bush that much that he did not want Bush beans, which was totally different from George Bush. How idiotic is that? But I kind of understand, and I'm going to tell you how I understand. Because if I was going to be a racist, if I'm racist, if I'm racist, let me tell you what I would do. I would buy me buy a plot of land, build my house on it, out in the woods somewhere, build my house on it. Why? Because. And here's the thing, I would probably build a log cabin. Because I wouldn't want to touch anything that has been touched by someone of another race. Anything. You understand me? And I mean anything. My food, I would grow it myself. Because I don't want anything that has been touched by another race of people. That's taking it to the extreme. And that's what kind of racist I would be. The extremist. Because I ain't going halfway with nothing. I ain't going partial away with nothing. If I'm in it, I'm in it. And I'm in it all the way. That's why I could never, ever be a racist. Never. And another reason why is because I love women. <laughs> I love women. And I love women of all races, so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But um <laughs> Yeah. That's the thing. I couldn't be a racist because if I take if I'm going to be a racist, I'm going I'm taking it to the extreme. <coughs> Excuse me. My um wife say I take things too far anyway. And it's true. I do. Because I have to take it that far. Because if I, I can't be partial the way in something. I have to take it all the way. That's just like this podcasting. I cannot, 
I've, I've been doing it for the past three years, going on four years now. I can't just end it. I probably can. Now, if I, if it, look, if it was going to something better, then yeah, I can end it and go on to something better. But I have to see this all the way through, which means as long as I'm able to podcast, I'm going to be podcasting. Yeah, that's why I can't be a racist, man. I gotta take it to the extreme. Hey, people, I know sometimes life gets a little stressful and it feels like you're about to lose your mind. You just need to relax, get away, if only for like three minutes. Well, I found a YouTube channel that does just that. It plays relaxing music that you can meditate to or just escape for three minutes out of your busy day. And the name of that channel is Spirit Free. Again, go check it out. Spirit Free YouTube channel. A place you can relax. Yeah, folks, looking at that watch, it's about the time for me to get up out of here. This is your host, R-E-G-G-I-E, and you're tuned in to The Coffee Black Show. Until next time, people, love, peace, and chicken grease. Remember, love each other, take care of each other. I am out.